Blog Talk Radio. Manifesting, Manifesting a New Earth with Lori Mitchell. Thanks for tuning in and listening today, even if you're on the replay. This is a special show because I'm delving into a little bit of future stuff here. I'm still working on my beliefs book, and as that material is coming out, I'm getting lots more information about a future product from the experiences that I've had. And I, I definitely want to make sure that you, um, that you get this material as it comes because I figure that in the future you'll be finding the material as you need to, but if you're right here right now, then this is what you need to hear. So today's show is called The Economics of Abundance. And I want to dispel a myth. I want that myth to, to go away, and I want you to be free to see the truth about abundance. There seems to be a prevalent thought that abundance means unlimited and not thinking about money, not having to worry about it and all that. And I have to say that that is definitely where I came into my needs and, and how I wanted to view money. To me, that's exactly where I started with abundance. I wanted to have enough money where I didn't have to think about it and I could spend anything I wanted. And what I found over time was that, that it, for some reason that thought didn't turn into unlimited abundance for me. What it turned into was fear and worry and focus on what I didn't have because the nebulous thought of as much money as I want was not tied down to a specific moment in time that I could connect myself and my identity to. So you can imagine a lifestyle and see yourself in it and then have it that become a part of your identity and have so much more. And wealth is so much more than that. What I want is for you to be one of the wealthy ones who are independently managing and choosing a different path on this planet that is your own path, that is not the programmed path. The programmed path to someone else's agenda is one that has got us in a rut, in a circular rut. And I want you to be free from that. But also I want you to understand that, that there's a very, very small change in your mindset from abundance into the economics of abundance and starting to think more about being a steward of wealth, an individual steward of wealth. It is not about accumulation on a grand scale. It's about how you are going to circulate and distribute and use that wealth. So I just want to reassure you that it's probably within you. You're probably hearing a big yes inside about this. If you're probably already saying, I really felt that, but I, I wanted somebody else to tell me that. And, and so I want to give you that validation that if you have felt this, 
or if you have been out of sync with abundance and always aiming for and intending abundance and having it elude you as if you were chasing after abundance, I want to reassure you that there is a there's a mechanism within you, within your subconscious that will help you to be much more comfortable, to be much more affluent in ways that you don't even realize. And it's like one day you'll wake up and say, wow, here I am in this life that I dreamed of. And the steps from here to there are not, they don't exist. You have to build a bridge for yourself. You have to not chase after this accumulation of wealth so that you think you'll get what you want and and be happy and all that. It's literally like bringing yourself aligned with an imagination that is like a mini picture that you fit into. But more importantly, how do you feel when you're in that picture? How do you feel? Because I want to tell you that when you're in that picture, it's going to be just like it is now except more responsibility for circulating the money flow that comes to you. So before I go on, I want to dispel another myth. And that myth is that money corrupts people or rather money is dangerous for you. Money, you might not be able to handle it. So if you're coming here now and that's one of your beliefs because it's just kind of a, ooh, yeah, I'm not sure whether I trust myself. If that's your thing, then just know that it is a belief. And on this planet today, money has become enslaved. It is not the money that is causing the problems. I want you to release that right now. Just release that belief and let it go that money is a problem when it's in big amounts. Because there are so many people that their experience of it as they start to get more becomes that. It becomes more complicated. And yet it's only because they have not prepared themselves to the stewardship of money. They haven't prepared themselves for the Many, it's not really a responsibility, like heavy, but rather like when you prepare for this, you will be ready. So here's what we're going to talk about today is one of the formulas that I use for the stewardship of wealth. And I'm also going to give you some background about some more attitudes to have so that as you gain a larger distribution of circulation in your life of of currency, of money, of abundance, it will be realistic. And you see, your subconscious does not reject realistic. Your subconscious loves realistic. So when abundance and having all the money you could possibly imagine is not something that your subconscious can grasp onto, it's not realistic, there is no bridge to that. There is no bridge to receiving that. Imagine it being like above your head but you are and it's flowing but you are just slightly out of the way to to receive the circulation of money comes from you aligning yourself stepping into the flow and aligning your identity 
and aligning your values and then opening up your beliefs that it is possible for you, that it is possible for you to be in that flow of increase. Don't worry about abundance so much. Focus on increase. That's your bridge. You see that? That is your bridge. So if you can really tune into listening for opportunities and hearing different ways of increase, then every step you take will be progress. And that is your alignment to abundance. So I just want you to know that wealthy people don't ignore the value of money, quite the opposite. If you do your research on biographies of entrepreneurs who do steward a lot of money, they have money problems. In other words, they look for where the money is going to come from, where the money is being spent. That is called good stewardship, but it's also part of the responsibility of having more. And it gets to be pretty fun. Don't balk at the responsibility. When you have it and it grows slowly, you will learn how to manage more and more and more. If it comes quickly, there is a formula that can help you to keep it. And I'll give you the two-part formula, which, wow, you know, this is like a a 12-week money coaching course that I teach individually with people that's worth thousands of dollars. But I'm going to give you two of the components now anyway because they're simple enough that you can use them. And just because they're simple doesn't mean that they don't apply. They apply absolutely. This is simple truth. If you have a pen and paper, that would be brilliant for you to jot this down. Number one, whenever money comes to you as income, set aside 10%. Make this a law of your life, a rule that your subconscious must follow regardless of any emotions or any other pulls. Set aside 10% of all income, in other words, after tax, in your hand, in your bank account money. Set it aside separately. And whether it goes in a jar in your closet or whether it goes in a separate bank account doesn't matter. This is not a savings account. So that's number one. I'll get to number two in a minute because it's about looking at income over a far greater time when there's increase. So the focus for the economics of abundance is, first of all, diminishing the ebbs and flows of life because it's natural to have ebbs and it's natural to have flows, ups and downs. But what you want to do is start to look at the money that comes to you as, 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 a, as a starting point for you to put some away and then look at it from a different viewpoint. So, for instance, how we're programmed is if we have money in the bank, we spend it on either bills or on expanding, whether it's stuff or enjoyment things, you know, buying stuff, because, because that makes the world go round and, it, and it, it helps people. So when you spend money, you're actually sharing it. So it doesn't have to be a charity to make it worthwhile. When you spend money, now all of you who just love spending money, <laughs> hear me out because, because it's, it's 
it's spending it and feeling good about it, but holding on to it in a very mature adult way. So when you mature your view of the circulation of money, you, money loves a plan. Money loves a plan. And so when you become that good steward and you have a plan in place with these two points that I'm going to give you, you will find that no matter how much you get, or whether it's a little amount or a regular amount or a huge bonus or a huge increase all at once, there's no freak out anymore. There's a simple plan that works for everyone when you get increase. What are you focusing on? Increase. Brilliant. That's the place to start, having an attitude where you're focusing on increase of income. And that's the difference between abundance as a nebulous sort of concept that your subconscious cannot help you with and increase which it, and letting go of the idea that money is a problem that, that at all, whether it's that it will be if you have more or that it's not enough and you don't have enough. It's not about that. It's about just focusing on increase and then do that step, that number one, which is 10% away, not savings, it's a backstop. So that number one, 10% away, is not even paying yourself first in the sense of you don't have overflow yet. You just want to remove the ups and downs that are natural in life. You will dip into it. You will move it around to pay bills. That's what it's there for. There will be maintenance in your life for things, whether it's sudden expenses that you didn't expect or items that need fixing or replacing, those kinds of things. Life does diminish naturally over time. And so having an ebb and flow account, a 10% straightaway automatic plan every time you get income means that you're setting it aside. Now, at first, if you are in a little bit of lack um, at the moment and that's fine to acknowledge it. You can just move on and start focusing on increase. You can dip into it, put it in anyway, dip into it, put it in anyway, dip into it until it becomes a 10% habit, no matter what. And I do prefer to have uh, money wealth to be focused on a weekly amount. It's just a nice flow that fits for everyone. It, it may be easier for you to focus on um, if you have regular payment cycles like fortnightly or monthly then you can use that. But weekly is good, and if you get paid weekly, that's great too. So you're paying attention to money. Every good steward pays attention to the income, knows what the expenses are. It's like your life is a business when it comes to money. And then after that, you start to give yourself the rewards. So what that means is that you're taking care of the foundation, and on top of that foundation is the place where you play. So I do have a, a whole plan for how money is kind of budgeted and, and the economics of abundance. But the most important is getting started and that is focusing on income and then one, put aside 10% and focusing on increase, excuse me, focusing on increase and then 10% of any income that comes in. Now, if you want to 
So, so I'm just thinking of the step two. So let's just say, for instance, that you won lotto. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! Whether it's 500, 5,000, 50,000, or 5 million, doesn't matter. This is the same plan. So the first thing you do is set aside 10%. Why? Because that's the plan. The ebbs and flows of life. Now, you just set it aside in an account or a place where it's liquid where you can get to it. That's the point of it. It is not a savings. It is not an investment. It is the first step before anything goes out, before you, uh, you begin to looking, look at how to be the steward of the rest of the spending. So money does want to flow. It is energy-based, all of it. So when you start to, to direct it, as you focus on increase and you appreciate it, Things start to happen. So no matter what, do not start slipping back into that depreciation for money. Because as you know, if you've ever heard the accounting term, depreciation is not where you want to be. So don't de-appreciate it. Appreciate it and you will get more. That's the increase and the focus on increase and the thanking for what comes in and thanking for what goes out. Now, the second part of the plan is to look at any increase you get that is big over time. So let's just say that you get a monthly commission or bonus, something like that, and it's unexpected or you get a payout of some sort, and it's unexpected. What do most of us do? Well, I know when I worked in the insurance industry, in the financial services industry, when the big payout came, whether it was retirement or anything else, there were two things that people did always. It, regardless of any circumstances, at retirement or if they get a big lump sum, the average person who's not been trained in sensible um, money management, I won't call it investment, that's not what we're talking about, it's money management, but sensible money management, they automatically do two things. Number one, they buy a new car. Number two, they renovate their kitchen. Go figure. So it sounds like a great idea. If you have a, you know, you find you've waited 25 years to get your retirement or to get something else, you know, you get a big lump sum. Finally, you're going to have a nice new car, and then that's going to see you through for, you know, the next five to ten years. And then you redo your kitchen, and you have a nice new kitchen in that house for as long as you live there. Well. If you want to do that, that's up to you. But I want you to know that that's what people do automatically and I want you to choose. Because no matter what, when you get a big lump sum, as a good steward of wealth, what you are doing is following a plan. Part of that plan is to always put in fun as part of your spending. So make sure that, but not fun first. Fun and all your fixed expenses need to be on the same level but of course if you're not paying your rent then you really need to just put off for another week or put off for another cycle of pay the fun but not long whatever you do so here's the second part you have a big increase and what do you do as part of the plan you change your attitude to, toward it before you decide how you're going to spend it so, if you asked yourself this question, how would you answer? If, and here's the question. 
if this money had to last me 10 years, would I still feel like it's a lot? Okay? So if you get a big payout or a big bonus, how long would it last you if you divided it by 12, and that would be monthly, or by 10, and how many years would that last you? I have a... Um, an associate who has come to some of my workshops and he got a, he was a plasterer, so a plaster painter. And so he probably earned about $30,000 a year in, in his best year. And he was struggling. Well, after doing some of the speed manifesting work, he landed a job up in the, the mines here in Australia where he was a traffic controller. So out in the middle of nowhere, he was standing all day long in the hot Australian sun directing traffic. That traffic was probably about 10 trucks a day, nothing else. But he got paid $300,000 a year. $300,000 a year. Why? Because that's what the mines are paying right now. That's what was going on. Now, to someone like that, he thought that he'd won lotto. He thought that it was time to start investing. Now that he had all this extra money, and so he was going to look at some seminars to invest in property in Melbourne. Now, he doesn't live in Melbourne. It's not his neighborhood. It's not his market, and he's never been in real estate investment before. He came to me and asked me, and of course, I cannot give investment advice to anyone. I can only say what I've done and what I would do if I were in that situation, but I cannot tell someone else. And really, I left it up to him, but I want you to hear that story because it seems logical to do it that way. However, the minds have turned around very quickly. Who knows how long that's going to be? However, if you took the $300,000 you know, the tenfold increase in your in an income and you divided it by 10 years and you were, say, 60 years old like he is, okay, he might be 58, 50, you know, somewhere around there. If you took that and divided it by 10, suddenly the perspective is that he can basically just hold it and chill for the next 10 years, put it in some sort of investment where... Whatever he wants to do is up to him. But, and this is my point. Ask yourself the question and then you choose. Get your financial advice. Go and ask you know, people who are financial advisors as long as they will show you their portfolio, please. Do not hire an investment a financial advisor who will not show you their investment portfolio and exactly how well they're doing with their money. Because many of them and some that I've worked with do not have any money at all. And they're advising people about what to do with their wealth. So please, be prudent about that, but especially get the mindset to stewardship. Get the mindset to what to do with this increase as it comes in and then settle in because can you imagine the difference in your attitude of a steward of money as it comes in and suddenly the money that comes in, regardless of how often, whether it's ups and downs if you're in your own business, whether it is 
that you're working on increasing so that you can at least get to a certain level that you once were at, many of us are like that, and I've been there before, then whatever it is, your posturing as a steward starts now. You must already be it before you can have it. You must already be in this feeling and be non-resistant, totally agreeable to the flow of money and be focused on income. Does that make sense? So you're literally getting a couple of ways of when it starts to increase how not to go backwards again, how to undo the programming that you've had or the, maybe the gap in your understanding and programming about what to do with money so that you can be more of a steward of how you spend it and what you do with the rest. So the increase has a plan now. The money will come in, 10% sets aside until you need to call it back, and it may build up a little bit, but suddenly you'll have like an insurance bill or a car vehicle registration or you know some government fee or something that'll come in and guess what the money will be there for it why because that's how life is if you know up and down and it, why does it, why does it get used this way so that you're not looking for money in lack so that you move out of lack and into stewardship it really makes a difference now the, the next gem i want to tell you is probably more specific to my values, but if this is you, I want you to, you know, as an abundance teacher, I want you, I want to show you how, how I look at money. Like, I was raised around 8 Mile Road, Detroit, and I was raised with a, a single mom who, she really did the best she could, but we didn't have everything that, that we needed, let alone wanted. I definitely went without food at times and yet I, I really love luxury and quality and <laughs> I love um, spending money but because of my background I was very aware that money looked like it was limited having said that I worked diligently because I wanted to make sure that that I was responsible about my money. And that's where some of this has come from. But the other side of it is, you know, there's still a bit of eight mile road in me. I really love a bargain. And what I, and I was kind of ashamed of that at first when I was, <laughs> when I was talking about abundance and, and luxury and thought, but I really like getting a bargain. I don't want to cheat anyone. But I love being smart about purchasing and I noticed that when I cut out the middlemen and bought direct for things that were really good quality I felt like woohoo <laughs> so it might just be my value system but if you're kind of like you really do like to be a good steward of money and and you like to to get good value for your money you're not alone in the wealthy you're not alone and that's that is that's really a programming that says that those wealthy people don't have to care about money. Well, there is a segment of there's a segment that is not part of our society that doesn't really use money for currency. It's enslaved money and put us in that loop, but that 
that's not part of our society. That's a, a system of favors and it's a closed shop. It's a totally different game. And that's not, but, they, but that structure is programming the rest of society through marketing, through church, through um, education, through lack of education, a distinct lack of money education in our schooling. All of that stuff doesn't allow us to automatically and, and then finally naturally as a habit become wealthy in a very boring way, which is, you know, set 10% aside and, and take the rest. And as it increases, you know, set up how you spend money. There's more to my plan, but those two will definitely get you started on a foundation of focusing on increase. So focus on increase, set aside the 10% of income as it comes in, no matter what, just as a backstop and then pull it out whenever you need it. Finally, look at the increase that comes, if it's a lump sum, and look at it over 10 years. If it doesn't look like a lot over 10 years of yearly income, then it's not a lot. And so don't, so it's not about spending it. It's about then stewardship. I really hope that today has helped you see the economics of abundance in terms of being more realistic with being a good steward of wealth, and that transforms you in this conversation instantly. Now you can just chill out and start enjoying being responsible about the flow of money while you're working on increase. And you imagine yourself in that beautiful picture of wealth and of whatever it looks like to you, whether it's security, enjoyment, holidays, and you are part of that picture and then this will help to build the bridge so that you can feel that it's natural and realistic for you. Enjoy your money. This is Lori Mitchell. I'm delighted that you've listened. Thanks very much. If you want to know more about speed manifesting, I have a seven-day free course that you can sign up for on www.speedmanifesting.com. Thanks very much. Thank <laughs> you.